May 24th, 2023. We're in Masechet If you count from the top of the Amud down, just the second line down, the second word on the line. If you recall what the Gemara had uh, presented for us after we learned the Mishnah, was the interpretation of Ula to the Mishnah. Effectively, there was a mahlok, a dispute between Bet Shammai and Bet Hillel, but Ula made clear that everybody agrees if we're dealing with what's called Shalme Nidava or Neder, if we're dealing with something, even though you or me or whoever brought the sacrifice would be eating from that sacrifice, if it's brought as a, as a nidava or a neder, which means that it's not obligatory, it's not part of the uh, holiday obligations, it's not what's called a shalme hagiga or shalme simcha, even Beit Hillel agree you're not allowed to be bringing that on the holiday, on the Yom Tov. Why not? Well, there's melachot that are included in the sacrifice, even though, technically speaking, it's being sacrificed to God partially and partially eaten by me. The part that's given to God is the primary part. That's not what's permitted on Yom Tov. Yom Tov has permissibilities with regards to my own benefit. That was Ula's statement that when it comes to Shilamim, even Shilamim, if it's Nidarim or Nidavot, it's not an obligatory Shilamim. Um, it's not permitted to be brought on Yom Tov, even according to Betilel. And the Gemara presented a, p- a potential challenge to that. We had a Beraita which challenged that, a potential response, and then an understanding that this might be what's called Mahloket Anaim. There might be a dispute about this matter. To you and me today, it sounds, and it is, very foreign and uh, in no way relevant. But imagine once upon a time. Once upon a time, the reality was that in many circumstances, if you felt affected by something in life and in turn wanted to reach out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, this was the way to do it. You brought a Korban Shalamim. Imagine, I mean, I'm not in everyone else's shoes, but imagine when something's going really well in your life and you want to be thankful, you oftentimes, maybe not always, maybe this isn't you, but I know many people do, they'll give a lot of tzedakah, they'll get involved in something that they believe is appropriate as a way of thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Once upon a time, this was a very significant thing. Whether you could bring shalmen nedava and neder, which is the things that you sacrificed out of the volition, out of the goodness of your own heart, because you felt thankful to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, whether on the three times that you go up for the mikdash you could bring it on Yom Tov, that's a critical question. Again, sounds foreign, sounds irrelevant as it is somewhat to us today, but in principle, once upon a time, it was a very relevant question. Anyway, says the Gemara, vehane tanae ki hane tanae. These Tanaim, these rabbis from Mishnah Beraita that we mentioned earlier, who again dispute this issue, can a korban shelamim, which is a neder nedava, a vow or a commitment from you, be brought on Yom Tob? Well, we had a dispute we presented on Yoteta Mudalef. They are identical in terms of nature, in terms of siding on the two positions over here, yes or no. Kihanetanae, like the following opinions that will be presented in this Beraita. This Beraita, as we began it yesterday, as we learned it yesterday, we'll understand the rest of the Amud, pretty much all the way until the bottom, not too difficult, Eli, um, will dissect this Beraita. That's what will happen. So the Beraita will be presented, three different opinions, and then we'll just take them apart and try to understand them fully. But first and foremost, the general presentation of the Beraita. Detanya, the Beraita has the following words, En toda Mepine Hamed Sheba. 
So first and foremost, a todah, as we mentioned yesterday, korban todah, which the Torah describes in Vayikra Perek Zayin, is a, a circumstance, situation where a person, well, the word very much tells you what this korban is. It's a korban nedava or neder, uh, by definition. There's no such thing as an obligatory thankfulness. Imagine forcing someone to say, well, we do it to our children sometimes, but then they're not actually saying thank you. We're just training them to say so. So the Torah has a korban todah, which is not ever obligatory, it's when you feel thankful, you turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and you bring this sacrifice. Together with the sacrifice, there were 40 loaves of bread. 30 of them, again, not being hametz, 10 of them being hametz, the halakha, as a result, begins this beraitais. You can't bring it on any day of Pesach, neither Yom Tov nor Chola Mo'ed, because 10 of those loaves are hametz. You can't be eating hametz on the, on the holiday, obviously, even if it's for a korban. Uh, so that's first... What's that? But then it won't be complete. You have 40 different types of... We have 10, 10, 10, 10. The last 10 have to be hamet. You can't, you can't change the way Only way to do koban toda. And it's three different halot, 10 each? Four, three different, different non halot, 10 each, and then 10 hamet halot, 40 total. It was a, it was a car party. Uh, good question. Good question. The Gemara will question this when we dissect it. And the Gemara, I'll give you a sneak preview from now. The Gemara will suggest that we're talking about, ironically, on Erev Pesach, on the 14th. And so then why shouldn't it be permitted? The understanding is since you don't have enough time to eat it, the rabbis say you can't put yourself in this position where you won't be able to finish it. He said, isn't this simple? You needed, the, you needed a beraita, you need the rabbis to tell you, you can't bring this korban on Pesach because it has hamet in it, mabruk. I mean, you can't bring hamet on Pesach, we know. So that's what I was answering. The Gemara will tell us it's really talking about an aid of Pesach, which why shouldn't it be permitted then? You're what the Gemara says, you're setting it up for beta pesul. You're setting it up to, to not be fulfilled properly. All right, anyway, the next statement is here. You furthermore can't bring um, korban, uh, you can't bring the todah, which again is a type of shilamim, which is nidava, or neder, can't be brought on shavuot. Why can't it be brought on shavuot? Those are critical words for us already. We see the opinion of Ula reflected directly and clearly over there. The point is you can't bring a non-obligatory, we'll call it an optional, a goodness of your heart sacrifice on holiday. That's it. Uh, when would you, in such a circumstance, uh, bring uh, that uh, any other time of the year? I mean, you just can't. Korban todah is not only the loaves of bread, it's also an animal. There's a korban, there's an animal, together with the loaves. But the loaves are absolutely uh, obligatory. Correct. What's the concern about bringing the animal? Because you it's only shechita if it's for if it's for ochel nefesh. Okay. Over here, effectively, you're doing a fakadosh baruch hu, and you're just taking it from his table. It's the way the gemara is going to say it on daf kaf. So when I turn to you, your mindset is, what are you doing? Oh, I'm bringing for God. He might leave over. He will leave over a little bit for me, but it's not a slaughtering for me. That's why it's not permitted. Yeah, how we like kind of maybe stretch on that and say, like learning from the you can't bring for you can't do certain things on your clothes. Um, well, those things, I mean, those things are before. It's, that all precedes this. The only things which are permitted is if it's for the benefit of your holiday. 
period, right? If it's for anything else, ironically, even, quote-unquote, for God, it's, it's not permitted. The only permitted melachot on Yom Tov are melechet ochel nefesh. That gets stretched, but it has to be for your purposes. Yes, Joe? Okay. Says the Gemara over here, okay, says the next, the last statement over here in Tanakama. Aval mevi adam todato a person can bring their korban toda on Sukkot. Again, Rashi already fills in the gaps over here because he says, I mean, the Gemara will say this later on. How you bring it on Sukkot? You told me not to bring it on Yom Tov. How you bring it on Sukkot? Says Rashi, You're talking about on the intermediary days when there is no Isur Milacha in the fullest sense. All right, that the Gemara will make clear, but Rashi helps us out with that. That's the first opinion. First opinion was critical because he already made clear for us that opinion that we've been teasing out and debating, can you bring the non-obligatory shilamim on the holiday, according to this opinion? No. Of course, he threw in a few extra details, but that's the halacha. Next opinion, Rabbi Shimon in this beraita Omer, Harehu Omer, so Rabbi Shimon has a pasuk in the Torah. The pasuk in the Torah in Parashat Re'eh starts, Shalosh Pe'amim Bashana, Three times during the year, uh, all the males will be seen by God. Uh, what are those three times? Well, it didn't really need a bare mention, did it? But the Torah tells you anyway. The Pasuk says, These are the three holidays. It's a little redundant. Three times during the year, we know the three festivals, we know the three regalim. Pasuk goes out of its way to say, these are the three. Hakamasot, Hakashavuot, Hakasukot. Why is the Pasuk uh, elaborating uh, unnecessarily, giving you all those details? Uh, says Rabbi Shimon, I'll tell you why. Kol Sheba Behakamasot, Ba Behakashavuot, Ubehakasukot. The Kol Sheloba Behakamasot, Enoba Behakashavuot, Ubehakasukot. The simple interpretation of Rabbi Shimon goes as follows. Any sacrifice which could, in theory, be brought on Pesach can as well be brought on Pesach, uh, on Shavuot and Sukkot. If it couldn't, in theory, be brought on Pesach, it can't be brought on Shavuot or on Sukkot. It seems, again, if it's Todah, so, so, right, so Todah we know on Pesach can't be brought at any point because it has hametz in it. According to the Bishimon, it seems to emerge then, it seems, and the Gemara will question this, that on Sukkot you can't even bring a korban toda on hol ha-mo'ed. That's the way, purposefully, we presented this yesterday. Today, hopefully, we'll get up to the Gemara, which questions. What's that? So if it's only talking about Yom Tov, it's identical to the first opinion. You didn't change anything, right? The, the fact that he articulates it as such seems to tell us that Rabbi Shimon is telling us it's even Asur and Cholamoyed. The Gemara will have a very basic question. The Gemara will say, in its own way, you're allowed to do melacha uh, for yourself on Cholamoyed. You're allowed to do melacha for no constructive purpose per se. It's supposed to be for the Yom Tob, but it's, uh, you know, it's not for Melechet Och Nefesh. The Gemara will say, you're allowed to cut in your field. Uh, provided you have a purpose for Yom Tov, but ultimately speaking, it's not food, and over here it's going to be partially food for you. You tell me that would be prohibited? And the Gemara has that as an ad absurdum, and as a result, we completely re, uh, re-explain Rabbi Shimon in a way that uh, no one could predict yet. Yeah? What Rabbi Shimon saying is, though, like on Shavuot, you have to bring the letter of the Kriyam, because the Kodwan, you can't bring that on Tessa. So, like, again, it's... <coughs> 
No, we're not talking about the korban for the sibur. We're talking about individual korban. Yeah. yeah, we're talking about individual's obligation of re'iyat panim over here. All right, lastly, says the Beraita, Rabbi Al-Azhar bin Rabbi Shimon, the son of Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Al-Azhar had the following statement. Omer, mevi adam todato sukot. He too is talking about this korban toda. He says, you could bring it on sukot. Ve'yoseba yedeh hovato mishum simcha. Ve'en yoseba mishum hagiga. Period. Well, let's move backwards first. Uh, so backwards is, uh, we're talking about a korban toda. A korban toda, as I mentioned... Uh, his uh, no compared to yesterday, maybe. So, so you know, uh, I had a I had a positive experience or experiences, and I d- uh, determined I'm going to bring a korban toda. I want to be th- thankful to Hakadosh Baruch Hu bring a korban toda. So I separate the animal, or I designate that I'm going to be obligated to bring this animal, and that's already what's considered a davar shabahova. That item, as a result, is now obligatory upon me. I have to bring this animal as a korban toda. Can I now double that animal as uh, something else? Can I now say, well, I was already bringing it for this. I'm already giving the donation to the organization. Now they have a drive. Uh, that same donation, let it go toward this. Is that appropriate or not? I'm not. This is not a call for how you give donations. I don't, you know, your business. But it's in this context, the halakha is called davashi bahova. This is words in the Gemara later on. The statement and the concept is, if you're bringing something as an obligation to God, it has to really be yours beforehand. So to speak, in a certain respect, when I designated this animal to God, it's no longer really mine. So now I'm going to take this animal and say, oh, and I have another obligation to you, God, I'll take this and dedicate, that wasn't yours. That's already, that's a korban toda. So with regards to the korban hagiga, which is one of the two shilamim, one of the three sacrifices you bring on the holidays, it says very clearly, no hidush over here. You can't use the korban toda, which is quote unquote not fully yours any longer, in order to bring to Akadosh Baruch Hu as an obligation of korban hagiga, shalme hagiga. The hidush is, his novelty is that you could use that same korban toda, positive business, positive this, positive experience. I donated, designated korban toda, haven't sacrificed it yet. Would you know it? We're going up to Yerushalayim for the holiday. Let's use that same animal for one of our three sacrifices, not the Ola, not the Shalmeh Hagiga, but the Shalmeh Simcha, which is again, as we mentioned, one of the three sacrifices. Why could you use it for Shalmeh Simcha? Why is that appropriate? That's also an obligation. Rashi, quoting from the Gemara in Masechet Hagiga on the left-hand side, tells us, Rashi says, Mevi Adam, it's about seven lines from the top, six lines from the top in Rashi, Todato Sukot. later on, Mefaresh, Afilu Biyom Tob Kamar. We'll learn that this last opinion is a critical opinion for our purposes. Aside from everything else we're learning, what was our purposes? How do we begin the day? How are we going to end the day? Are you allowed to bring an optional sacrifice on the holiday? Uh, we're seeing that potentially this last opinion will be the permissive side. He's going to say that Korban Todah can be brought even on Yom Tov. Oh, that's very interesting. Okay, we'll deal with that, but that means that we found our two opinions in this Beraita. But, Ba Mishum Shalmesim Ha, even though you're already obligated, you obligated yourself in bringing this korban toda, why are you allowed to now couple it to transform it to a shalmeh simcha? 
the Beraitan Masechet Hagiga teaches that the Pasuk in the Torah from which we learn this obligation of Ashalmesim Ha goes as follows. Vesamachta Vehagecha. Now, what do you see in those words? You say, you should rejoice on your holiday. Where does it say what type of sacrifice? Where does it say sacrifice at all? Simcha means happiness. And as a result, lerabot kol mine semachot shel basar lesimcha. Midelokitiv vehevetha shelamim veachalta sham vesamachta. The fact that the Pasuk doesn't, explains the Gemara in Masechet Hagiga, doesn't say explicitly you'll bring a sacrifice, you'll slaughter it, and you'll rejoice with that meat, but it rather just broadly says you'll rejoice on the holiday, but Makom in Jerusalem, next to Makom. The fact that the Torah is broad in that respect, yes, we have a tradition, we have an understanding it needs to be done with meat. Yes, it probably needs to be from a sacrifice. Does that mean it needs to be a special sacrifice just for Shalmei Simchas? No. <laughs> Why would you say so? The broadness of the expression, say the Hachamim. The broadness of okay, okay, okay. yeah. the expression. The Hachamim did it, not me. No, they're both individualized. It's my Korban, that's a Todah. Why would I think I can be your same, my Korban, the Todah? I'm saying thank you. And now I can also. It's even more beautiful, you connect to the holiday. It's making you happy. Nobody, nobody will disagree with you in claiming that it's beautiful and nicer to now have a separate designation. Nobody's going to disagree. But, but that's nicer. That's not obligatory. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is effectively saying, you know, you're involved with this, not me. I think you're involved. I don't know. You know, when someone has an already pledged to an organization and they announce it at a fundraiser as if it was donated for that night, would you say, ah, haram, terrible, mabisir? Or you say, listen, they have an obligation. They're now having it, and it's inspiring other people. It's part of this, part of this ceremony. Uh, if they now, and, the, and they'll make note of this, in addition to their, pre- I'm, I'm new to this, in addition to their previous uh, uh, obligation, they're now going above and beyond. Everybody's like, wow. But if there's already the obligation, nobody says, I can't believe it. They only gave a million dollars and that's it. They won't give an extra million now. Everybody says, okay, they dedicate themselves to this. And now they're dedicating it as part of this ceremony. You dedicate yourself to HaKadosh Baruch for Korban Todah. He told you in the Torah, you don't need to bring per se another, it's beautiful. You're, you're going to bring another fantastic game, inspire us, inspire your relationship with HaKadosh, but it's not obligatory. That's, that's the statement. Okay, but you're explaining that the institution says no problem, but God maybe would say... No, 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 he said no problem also. What was his way of saying? By not, by not telling you in the Torah you need to bring a special korban, he was the institution. It's a good question. Heke. Heke, I, I hear you. But Hagiga is a standard style korban. That's always the way it's going to be. Simcha is unique. So it's more that. It's more why simcha. No, no, it's more why simcha. And the answer to that needs to be something along these lines. Simcha at its core is less about sacrifice, is more about rejoicing. So almost like God says, however, no, he almost says, however you're going to rejoice. This is not so much about your dedicate, it's about your rejoicing together with me. I'm willing to be a little bit broader, a little bit easier on this. But again, but the... Sure, but it's not just... And the, I, I hear you, and that is... 
That's the upshot of the Gemara. No question. Okay. Jared says at the same time, you're also obligated. So he might be rejoiced, but you're also obligated. But the answer is, as you're saying, that's true, but you're also obligated. Okay. Anyway, says the Gemara, let's return to each of these opinions over here. Says the Gemara, let's start with the first. Amar Mor. Amar Mor means the master said, we go back to the statement at the beginning of the Beraita. The way it used to work was in the Midrash, you'd have one person who would announce and say out loud the Beraita. Then you'd go back and you'd dissect it. So he said, what did he say? Okay, let's re- review what he said. So the first opinion, as we heard it already, Amar Mor. En mevi'in toda that's the way we started all this. Two lines from the top, three lines from the top. We saw these words. You can't bring, according to the first opinion in the Beraita, a korban todan Pesach, neither on Yom Tov nor on Cholamu'id, because it has hametz in it. Says the Gemara, the question of Jared, Peshita, this is simple. Of course you can't. I mean, if that's the sacrifice, if it has included in it loaves of hametz, you can't bring it on the holiday of Pesach. Amar avada bereh de Rav Yitzhak v'amre la Rav Shemuel baraba we must be, instead, even though it didn't meet the eyes, we must be referring to this first opinion in the Beraita, the 14th, meaning the eve of Pesach. Pesach, of course, is on the 15th. And as a result, the reference is not to the 15th, but rather the 14th. Why are you referring to it as Pesach? Well, it is connected to Pesach to the extent that we stop eating bread either six hours or four hours into Korban Pesach. is going to be that night. Here's a Korban Toda on the day of, the day of the 14th. Not the night of 14th, um, uh, night of 14th going into the 15th. That night, that night, that night. The night, the night of the 14th going into the 15th. So here we're talking about from the morning you want to bring your korban todah, not allowed to. Why not? I have time, I have a day and night in order to eat my korban todah. You don't really. You have, Rashi quotes the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, you have four hours, you maybe have six hours. The point is you don't have, and we all know this from our experience, you can't eat hametz the whole day leading up to Pesach. So what? So I'll finish my, I'll finish it before that time. Wait a second. You're telling me 40 loaves of bread. I know you're going to have a hametz party, and I know you're going to, there's a lot going on. It's eight of Pesach. You know, yeah. So the point is, what happens if you have leftover from any korban? It's what's called notar. Notar is an isu. You're not allowed to. You have to burn it, but you can't set yourself up for a situation where you will have to burn it. And the assumption is, if you're bringing an on eight of Pesach, you won't finish this. You'll set up a situation of notar, kasavar, en mivi'im kodashim lebeta pesul. Beta pesul means the place where you're going to burn it, where things are invalidated. You can't set up a korban which will not, based on natural, normal circumstances, be able to be fulfilled in its appropriate time. One day and one night, just can't do so. And as a result, the statement is, not even on Erev Pesach can you bring a korban todav. Okay, so that was the first statement. As I told you, we're going to dissect the entire Beraita. Next statement. So the first opinion said you can't bring a korban todam Pesach, Hamet, Peshita. No, it's even talking about the 14th. I say it again as a reference to Shavuot. Okay, that was what it said. This one's easy. Ironically, it's easy and it's the most important line. Kasavar, the opinion clearly is That's it. So that's the underline, that's the underline that line over there. That's the critical line. You see, we found our opinion that says, like Ula, that you can't, even according to Beit Hillel, bring nidarimu nidavot, in this context it's a korban todah, 
in our context, it's a shalmeh, uh, it's a shalamim of nedarim and nedavot. You can't bring it as, uh, as any sacrifice on Shavuot. You could bring it before, you could bring it afterwards, but not on the holiday. Aval, the last statement in the Sberaita of the first opinion was, mevi adam todato behag hasukot. You can bring it on Sukkot, says Gemara Emat. When are you bring it on Sukkot? Maybe you tell me, oh, when it comes to Sukkot, you could bring it on the first day. First days. Can't be you're talking about bringing it on the holiday. You told me you're not allowed to bring it on the holiday. Period. Rather, and this was the easiest opinion for us, we went through it, I think we understand it fully. The reference in that final statement is when you have your korban, Toda, uh, or you have your shalmeh, nedava, or neder, you can bring it on holam o'ed sukkot. That's then and only then could you bring it with regards to holidays. You can't bring it on holam o'ed pesach, toda, because it has hametz in it. You can't bring it on Shavuot because it's Yom Tov. Can't bring it on the first day of Sukkot. Can't bring it on the end of Sukkot. Yom Tov. You could bring it on Holomoyed. You could bring it any other time during the year. Generally speaking, people go into the Mikdash during these three times. What's that? We're getting up to Bishimon. He's he's in line. He's in line. Not only does he have issues, we're going to completely trans transform our understanding of him. Nothing that met the eye will will stand. Bishimon Omer. Now we're still in the middle of his statement. He said the Pasuk almost redundantly repeats the names of the holidays to teach us. Any sacrifice which could be brought on Pesach, uh, namely not a Toda, we understood. Anything which could not, namely a korban toda, be brought on Pesach, cannot as well be brought on Shavuot. That's easy. The hard part is even on Sukkot. <coughs> what, are, what are you talking about? What about Cholomayat Sukkot? But, but then it's the same thing as the first opinion, Rabbi. Then you're not, you don't have a machloket. First opinion already told us you're allowed to bring it on Cholomayat Sukkot. Then and only then. And saying the same thing. It's not what he says. He says you're not allowed to bring it on Pesach. Then you're not allowed to bring it even on Sukkot. Matkif la Rabizera. has a strong question on this. Hashta salute mesaltinan nedarimu nedavot mi ba'aya? Question mark. Hashta means now. Now you're telling me. Meaning on hola mo'ed. It's permitted. Salote mesaltinan. What do those words mean? Hard words to translate. Rashi on the left hand side, basically right across, says, You're allowed to cut and collect um, trees and anything that's growing, even when it's connected to the ground. On Yom Tov, on Shabbat, you're not allowed to. It's Melechit Koser. On Hola Mo'ed, you're allowed to. You're allowed to cut out in the field in order to bring in the wood for whatever purpose you have, provided that's for the holiday. On Hola Mo'ed, you're allowed to do that. You're telling me? But you're not allowed to bring a korban toda from which you'd be eating? I mean, melechet ochel nefesh, we're even more lenient than any other melacha when it comes to holidays. You're telling me you're allowed to collect and cut wood in that fashion, but you're not allowed to bring the sacrifice which will be feeding you and your family? Inconceivable, just not possible. What do those words salutem saltinan mean? According to Rashi, it means cutting. According to Rabbeinu Hananel, in my Gemara on the right hand side, he says it means a general milacha, milashon sal, you're crafting a basket. 
And that's what the words mean. No practical difference that I know of. Uh, they're both referring to melachot. Just translations to the best. I, I don't know enough kamina. That's right. Of course it is. Sorech moed. I'm eating it on the moed. Sorech moed. Whatever you're going to eat. Why not? What are you doing with the bread? Eating. That's Sorech Moed. It's more Sorech Moed. You had a Sorech Moed in the wood? In what way? What was the wood of Sorech Moed? It's whatever it is, whatever you want to use it for. It's, there was no absolute necessity. You want to use it. You, the point is, you provided that you're using it on the Moed as opposed to after. We'll keep it Sodeh HaTorah. I don't know what it is, but yeah. Doesn't matter though. Because it's better that it's feeding your stomach than, again, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, but we, very nice, very nice. Uh, we would apply that maybe on Yom Tov, but not on Cholam Weyed, is the point. Says the Gemara, Amar Abaye, Abaye instead retranslates, re explains entirely Rabbi Shimon, uh, his opinion over here. He says, uh, everything you believed he was talking about. Uh, discard it. It's a whole new interpretation. I hope this doesn't reconjure nightmares for those who learned the first Perek of Masechet Rosh together. We spent pages on Balteacher. I was more than once told we're happy to put Balteacher behind us, but we're going to return briefly to Balteacher. Balteacher is the Isur from the Torah of being late with regards to your sacrifices. So you made a promise, a vow to God that you're going to bring this korban. You have to bring it in its time. What's the cutoff point? What do you mean in its time? What's that? Uh, which hag? Which holiday? Right. So there's a there's well there's a there's a large and long spanning conversation in Masechet Rosh about what the cutoff is. Some opinions have it. We're going to be introduced to some of them right now. That it's the three holidays. Some opinions have it, it's in the three holidays in their order. Pesach, then Shavuot, and then Sukkot. So you could technically have five. These, these, these are the, uh, the time periods. Some have it that it's Sukkot and only Sukkot, once you have Sukkot. So they have several, many different opinions with regards to this in the Gemara, in Masechet um, uh, Rosh Hashanah. Over here, uh, that's what we're returning to in terms of this conversation with Rabbi Shimon. So again, Rabbi Shimon says Abaye, what's that? Well, that's why it comes up over there. The Gemara is talking about what's Rosh Hashanah for, for Korbanot and, and that kind of... History. According to Rabbi Shimon, says Abaye, everybody agrees you'd be able to sacrifice on Halamoed, your Korban Todat, no problem. Of course it's permitted. Why is it not permitted? You're allowed to do Melachan Halamoed. You're not allowed to do a korban, which is going to feed you as well. No, no, no. Everybody agrees. Again, even Rabbi Shimon agrees. La pelige, do not disagree. Deshare, that it's permitted. Ki pelige, when is it and what is it that Rabbi Shimon is disagreeing about, is setting forth a new opinion? Lemekam When is it that we place upon you this isur, this violation of don't be late in, uh, in paying your dues to God. 
Tanaka Masavar, the first opinion in this Beraita's opinion uh, uh, is regalim kesidran. The first opinion, and apparently that's what he was articulating, it missed our eye, was it doesn't matter the order. The fact that the Torah tells you you have to bring your sacrifice and then tells you the three holidays. Three holidays. It means three holidays. Uh, what if um, right before Shavuot, that's right, Shavuot, Sukkot, and Pesach, Baal what if I'm right before Sukkot, Sukkot, Pesach, Shavuot? Whatever it is, whenever it is, you'll have different times. It's the three holidays. Rabbi Shimon, here's the key one. Rabbi Shimon Savar, Kisidran in, Shelo Kisidran lo. Rabbi Shimon, all he was telling us, you thought he was telling you something about bringing the... Ah, that's, that wasn't his point. His point specifically in those words, and we'll return to those words in just a second, his point in those words was to tell you that the only time in which you're over, you violate Balteacher, is if you started before Pesach, when Pesach, Shavuot, and Sukkot. Listen for a moment to the words of Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon Omer, I'm going up about 10, 15 lines in the Gemara. Harehu Omer, let me read it for you now with an emphasis. He says, look at the order that the Pasuk unnecessarily goes into. He continues, now according to this reading, if you're bringing it, you committed to bringing it before Pesach, you better get it in before you finish Shavuot or Sukkot because that's your cutoff. One second. However, if you didn't dedicate yourself, if you didn't say, I'm going to bring this Korban Todah right before Pesach, you brought it, you dedicated yourself some other time. When did you dedicate yourself? In between Pesach and Shavuot, in between Shavuot and Sukkot. You have less of an obligation during the time of Shavuot and Sukkot to bring the sacrifice because you have another full year ahead of you. The only time, according to Rabbi Shimon, that you violate this Isur of Balteachet is if they're in their order. It means we have a whole new thing going on. Whereas we thought, as we read this Beraita, we knew what it was talking about. We put a heading to it. We said, what's the law with regards to non-obligatory sacrifices on the Yom Tov? I'll cross that all out and say, what's the law with regards to Balteachet? It's an amazing thing. Abaye retransforms, completely recommits an interpretation to this Beraita, which didn't meet the eye until now. In order to explain Rabbi Shimon, we'll have to understand how we deal afterwards with Rabbi Al-Azab, Rabbi Shimon's last opinion in the Beraita.